be ever in your favor and welcome to Sonali's Book Club, the podcast where I talk about books to people who are learning or who already speak English as a second language. My name is Monica Sonali and I'm an English teacher based in Brazil and your host. My focus here is on female authors, so if you have any suggestions or requests, please direct them to bookclub at monicasanoli.com.br. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about Susan Collins' The Hunger Games, the first book in the trilogy, The Hunger Games. I love this series so much. This is the first book I talk about on the show that I really, really love. And my story with The Hunger Games is very simple. I basically ignored the book's and the movies for several years and then I read and watched them all in record time because I just fell in love with the story the moment I opened the first book. If you lived in a cave for the past, I don't know, 10 years, here's the synopsis. Could you survive on your own in the wild with everyone out to make sure you don't live to see the morning? In the ruins of a place once known as North America lies the nation of Panem, a shining capital surrounded by 12 outlying districts. The capital is harsh and cruel and keeps the districts in line by forcing them all to send one boy and one girl between the ages of 12 and 18 to participate in the annual Hunger Games, a fight to the death on live TV. 16-year-old Katniss Everdeen, who lives alone with her mother and younger sister, regards it as a death sentence when she is forced to represent her district in the games. But Katniss has been close to that before and survival for her is second nature. Without really meaning to, she becomes a contender. But if she is to win, she will have to start making choices that weigh survival against humanity and life against love. New York Times best-selling author Suzanne Collins delivers equal parts suspense and philosophy, adventure and romance in this searing novel set in a future with unsettling parallels to our present. So the reason I loved this story as much as I did is because Katniss is not your typical girl hero. She's actually an anti-hero. You might not know this, but I'm a sucker for anti-heroes. I love their complexity and I relate to, or at least I am able to feel empathy for them much more than for the heroes. And the fact that Katniss is just fending for herself and her family throughout the whole series and that she doesn't really care for the games or the politics of things at first is just so real to me. She just wants things to be over soon and hopefully she survives to go back home to her sister. And survival is a big topic here. I was actually surprised with how violent and crude, I guess I can say, the book is. For YA novel, I mean, yeah, I've read worse, and I'm sure you have too if you like horror and true crime. But considering the audience this uh, series is targeted for, it is surprising that it deals with such heavy topics without sugarcoating them. 
The first book in the series doesn't deal with politics and moral questions as much as the rest of the series does, but it has its share of seriousness and I just loved it. At the same time though, Collins wrote a beautifully constructed love story that made my heart ache until the very end of the series. The relationship that develops between Katniss and Peeta is just one of those perfect things that are just too precious for this world. And no, I'm not going to talk about Gale because he just doesn't deserve my attention. <laughs> just kidding. But I'm not talking about him. There's no love triangle. There's just penis. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's the name of the ship, y'all. So in honor of this magnificent ship, I chose the beginning of chapter 19 to read here. It's slightly spoilery, so if you haven't read the books or seen the movies yet, you might want to skip ahead a few minutes. I clap my hands over my mouth, but the sound has already escaped. The sky goes black and I hear a chorus of frogs begin to sing. Stupid, I tell myself. What a stupid thing to do. I wait frozen for the woods to come alive with assailants. Then I remember there's almost no one left. Peta, who's been wounded, is now my ally. Whatever doubts I've had about him dissipate because if either of us took the other's life now, we'd be pariahs when we return to District 12. In fact, I know if I was watching, I would loathe any tribute who didn't immediately ally with their district partner. Besides, it just makes sense to protect each other, and in my case, being one of the star-crossed lovers from District 12, it's an absolute requirement if I want any more help from sympathetic sponsors. The star-crossed lovers. Peter must have been playing that angle all along. Why else would the game makers have made this unprecedented change in the rules? For two tributes to have a shot at winning, our romance must be so popular with the audience that condemning it would jeopardize the success of the games. No thanks to me. All I've done is managed not to kill Peter. But whatever he's done in the arena, he must have the audience convinced it was to keep me alive. Shaking his head to keep me from running to the cornucopia, fighting Kato to let me escape. Even hooking up with the careers must have been a move to protect me. Peta, it turns out, has never been a danger to me. The thought makes me smile. I drop my hands and hold my face up to the moonlight so the cameras can be sure to catch it. So, who is there left to be afraid of? Foxface? The boy tribute from her district is dead. She's operating alone at night, and her strategy has been to evade, not attack. I don't really think that even if she heard my voice, she'd do anything but hope someone else would kill me. Then there's Thresh. Alright, he's a distinct threat, but I haven't seen him, not once, since the game's begun. I think about how Foxface grew alarmed when she heard a sound at the side of the explosion. But she didn't turn to the woods, she turned to whatever lies across from it to that area of the arena that drops off into I don't know what. I feel almost certain that the person she ran from was Thresh and that is his domain. He'd never have heard me from there and even if he did, I'm up too high for someone his size to reach. 
So that leaves Kato and the girl from District 2, who are now surely celebrating the new rule. They're the only ones left who benefit from it besides Pita and myself. Do I run from them now on the chance they heard me call Pita's name? No, I think. Let them come. Let them come with their night vision glasses and their heavy branch-breaking bodies, right into the range of my arrows. But I know they won't. If they didn't come in daylight to my fire, they won't risk what could be another trap at night. When they come, it will be on their own terms, not because I've let them know my whereabouts. Stay put and get some sleep, Katniss, I instruct myself, although I wish I could start tracking Peter now. Tomorrow, you'll find him. Yeah, did I forget to mention, the whole series is written in the first person. It was weird for me at first because I'm just so used to the third person point of view. But I got used to it quite fast, and Collins writes so well that you just can't complain. It's a good exercise of, you know, shifting perspectives. And speaking of exercise, this book is very easy to read, and you just want to swallow it whole, which will make it incredibly uh, fun to experience. It is an excellent pick for you, because I know you've been wanting to practice your reading, You've been wanting to start reading books in English, and you just didn't know what book to choose. Now you know. I guess that's all I had to say. Shout out to my subscribers. They've listened to this episode before anyone else had the chance, and they've got a vocabulary list that was custom made for this episode. If you want these and other perks, go ahead and subscribe to my newsletter at monicasanoli.com.br. You can also send your thoughts, honest feedback, suggestions, and recommendations to bookclub at monicasanoli.com.br. Find me on Instagram at monicasanoli and stick with me, man. I've got the goods. <laughs> Until next time, lots of love.